Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 123, and we're going to take a look at the International Union of Bricklayers and Allied Crafts Workers. This one is interesting. It goes back quite a bit, and this one is truly an international union because they have locations in the United States and Canada. So let's take a look at this puppy. It was founded in 1865. It is headquartered in Washington D.C. It has locations in the United States and Canada. As of 2018, they have 74,150 members. They have affiliations with the AFL, CIO, the CLC, and the NABTU. A little bit more information. It says the International Union of Bricklayers and Allied Crafts Workers, also known as BAC, is a labor union in the United States and Canada which represents bricklayers, restoration specialists, pointers, cleaners, caulkers, stonemasons, marble masons, cement masons. I think this is called plasters, P L A S T E R E R S, tile setters, and then this next word I'm not sure how to pronounce. It. I think it's terrazzo mechanics and tile, marble and terrazzo finishers. The union is an affiliate of AFL-CIO and its Building and Construction Trades Department. It is also affiliated with the Canadian Labor Congress in Canada, hence the CLC. Again, it was founded in 1865 and it was founded as the Bricklayers, Masons, and Plasters or Plasters International Union of America, also known as BMPIU. It says the union's first Canadian union was chartered in Hamilton. and Toronto Canada or Toronto Ontario in 1881 jumping into the future a little bit it says in the year 2000 the BAC created its Canadian Congress to give Canadian members a more powerful greater voice in union affairs now here's the thing do they have a right to have a voice yes but should it be greater than the United States no um it should be equal in terms of hey if they're going to be a part of the same union then they need to have equality but here's the thing we're not equals we're not equals to Canada and they're not equals to us again i love my canadian listeners i love you very much but you know i'm saint like it is cuz on this show we call a spade a spade okay here's the thing we're two totally separate countries we have two totally separate leaders we have two totally separate you know labor laws and industries They are not the same. We also have different demographics. Um, we, we just we have different wages. We have a different currency. So I find it kind of disturbing that they're creating a a Canadian Labor Congress or Canadian Congress to give Canadian members a more powerful, greater voice in union affairs. Well, maybe they should just have their own unions. I mean, I think that's great for the United States. I think the United States we should have our own labor unions. Canada should have its own labor unions. The UK should have its own labor unions. I think this overlapping is a problem. I don't think it's healthy for any of them. I don't think it's good to overlap these because when you overlap, you lose sight of what is good for your workers, like your individual workers within your individual country. That proves the point right here when it says in 2000 the BAC created its Canadian Congress to give Canadian members a powerful greater voice in union affairs that tells me they're dissatisfied 
That tells me they don't like what's going on. They may have a valid reason. They may have a point. But here's the thing. I guarantee you the American side probably doesn't like it either. And that's okay to have disagreements. That's okay to you know, look at things differently. But sometimes when you look at things differently, you need to handle your own business the way you need to handle it. Because we're two totally separate countries. We are not the same by any means. I love Canada. I've met some people from there. I'm not always a fan of Canadian comedians um, because they make fun of Americans in kind of a snide kind of way. And it's like, wow, do you realize how many of your people come to the United States because if they stayed in your country and got health care there, they would die? So they come to the United States because it's better, because they get better health care and they don't die here. Like, it's like, you know, I think the snide comments from the Canadian comedians, you know, I think that needs to go. I think that needs to stop. I mean, they have every right to do it. But here's the thing. I, I totally... I totally turn off the TV whenever I see a Canadian comedian, like whenever they, when they say one thing that's funky about the United States or want something that's not true. Or it's, you know, it's one thing to be humorous, but it's another thing to be snide and, and to be jaded. Because I'm all for humor. I'm all for laughing. I'm all for poking fun, having humor in this world. But, you know, I think it's very hypocritical for them to criticize the United States when they have people dying in their country because they are being denied access to their health care that they're paying for through their tax dollars, but their government is letting them die. So, you know, I, I, have a, I have an issue with that. I think that's wrong to do that. And also I find it interesting whenever Canadian comedians come to the United States and they make a lot of money, they make millions of dollars off of Americans. And, you know, what Americans, sometimes we're stupid and that we don't realize that we're paying someone to insult us and to not... look at our country in a very positive light, but yet they couldn't make that kind of money back in their country, so they come here and insult us. So it's just kind of like, mm, I think I'll pass on that. So I focus on American comedians predominantly. Every once in a while, um, I'll come across a comedian that's from the U.K. Uh, that is super funny. I mean, they, they have a great sense of humor over there. But in terms of Canada, I'm not impressed with your comedians. Not at all. So if you know a Canadian comedian, please share this podcast with them. I would love it. I would love if they heard this. I think it would be great. You know, I'm not saying they'll change their ways, but maybe they'll wake up to the fact that not everybody's impressed with them, especially their behavior. But anyway, um, again, this is the International Union of Bricklayers and Allied Crafts Workers. From what I can see, it looks like they have stayed within their occupation and they have stayed within their segment. Um, and what I mean by that is they have stayed within their specialty, which is really good. See, because here's the thing. Look at how many members they have. They have a little over 74,000 members, and that's a, as of 2018. So this is actually a good union in terms of they know what they're doing because they stayed specialized. They did not branch out to uh, you know, automation, you know, bus drivers, airplane pilots, I mean, just all this stuff all across the board, not like the previous one we talked about, which was novelty toys and production and things like that. So this one's actually really good in terms of its focus, in terms of it protecting its workers from everything that I can see. And if I find something that's not good, I will for sure let you know. We'll talk about it, no problem there. Um, but I do think they need to split up their union. I think they need to... One needs to be American, one needs to be Canadian, because, again, we are not the same country. We do not have the same rules, laws, and legislations. We do not have the exact same standards for our industries. And I'll give an example that's not even related to Canada, since Canada is probably getting their feelings hurt a little bit with this podcast. And, again, I don't mean to. We just say things like it is on this show. 
Um, when my mother and I were in Italy, um, we had to stay at all these different Italian hotels because we were traveling, going on a religious pilgrimage. And uh, mind you, um, I don't really consider myself religious anymore per se. Um, I just believe in Jesus Christ. So that doesn't mean you have to be religious, but I was Catholic at the time, which is a cult. I stupidly converted to that. And um, anyway, my mother and I went on this really wonderful trip. It was really nice. So we went to all these different uh, monasteries and these cathedrals, and that was really beautiful to see from a history point of view. And I thought it was very beautiful. So we had to go um, wherever the site was, right? So we had to stay at hotels that were near all these different uh, sites, whether it's to say a mass or go to a monastery or a museum. And what's interesting is that no two hotels functioned the same over in Italy, like especially in terms of the electricity. Um, they don't even have a set standard or model of how to build their buildings over there. And I don't mean like in terms of everything's cookie cutter because it's not like that necessarily here in the United States, but in terms of safety, in terms of like, their wall outlets, the electricity, the lights, and then also their tubs. Every single one of their tubs leaked horribly. And these are hotels that were not owned by each other. They were owned individually. Um, they just weren't built well at all. Like there wasn't an industry standard of, hey, if you want to have really good piping, this is what you should do. If you want really good electricity that's safe, this is what you, do, what you should do. And we mostly stayed at hotels that were two, three, or four star. I don't, well, we, we stayed at one hotel that was, I would consider it a five star um, for Italy, um, not in terms of luxury, but um, it, it was five star for the trip, especially for back then, because we went in 2011. I mean, it was swanky compared to the other hotels we stayed at, but what's interesting is that they all had the same problem in terms of their electricity and in terms of their tubs leaking water. And it's like, wow, you would think that if you're paying more money for a better hotel um, that the electricity would be better, the tubs wouldn't leak. So needless to say, whenever we took a shower, I would always have to put a towel down on the floor to soak up all the water because one time I was getting out of the tub and um, I almost slipped and fell and hit my skull. So it's one of those things, you have to be very careful with things like that. So... You know, yes, they have an industry over there. Yes, they build hotels. Yes, they have construction, but it's, it's nothing like the United States. It's the same thing with dealing with the International Union that has locations in Canada and the United States. We have different demographics. We have different populations. We have different cities, different towns. We have different layouts. We have, you know, it's just completely different. So for them to merge, I don't think it's a very good thing to do because you, you lose sight of your individual workers in your country. The good thing that they have done is that they have stayed within their specialty. They did not take in all these other uh, specialties that have nothing to do with bricklaying or allied craft workers. You know, they, they really stayed specialized. So that, they did a good job. I think that's one reason why they're doing so well, why they're going strong, and why they have a little over 74,000 members as of 2018. So gold star for them. I just wish that they would separate because I think they can do even more by not being connected to another country like that. Because I think if you really show your workers that you care about them and you're not just trying to be on an international stage, then people will take you more seriously. I think that would be better for sure. But I will go ahead and end this podcast. But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
the small and fragile sphere Hang on every word, yet no one hears us speak So it's only left to ask It's changed to quite a task From the smallest depths, waves transform the earth Don't let this world go down 